Welcome to Jess Williamson, the podcast where we build businesses for life. We are back for part three of the iconic leadership series. And today I have a bit of a different conversation for you. We're going to be chatting all about embracing unrealistic goals. We don't do realistic around here. So we're going for unrealistic. And I want to dive into the topic of fear of success. So when you think about it, there comes a time in your business journey where it's kind of like, okay, cool. I know how to make money. I know how to do the strategies in my business. And while there's always room for growth, we can come to this point in business and kind of wonder what's next. And this was me recently. I'd built so much safety in knowing how to handle my business results, like all the CEO things. And I noticed that I was doing what was easy. I knew how to sell. I didn't even have to really launch. I could sell things behind the scenes and make multiple six figures. I also got to this point where I'm not that worried about like judgment or hate. And I just feel so rock solid in where I am at. But my biggest worry is that I'm not living up to my potential or that I might not be right. And you know how much you're capable of, but it's almost that sense of, I know I'm capable of playing this big game. I know what I'm capable of, but that sense of I'm playing small or I'm just going through the motions, that is what feels most uncomfortable to me. And that is why I am always committed to my own growth and evolution because it's just part of who I am. And when I'm playing small or not giving myself these challenges or allowing myself to be ambitious beyond what I've ever dreamt of, I don't feel like me. And so when we come to that point in our business where we find ourselves in that comfort zone, it's like all of those big goals that you've been working towards for so damn long are now just like cool everyday part of life. And while we get to balance the gratitude and being so comfortable and content in what we have created, it's like, oh, there's a part of me that's just itching for more. So I don't know about you, but I didn't really come this far to just sit in that comfort zone. I came to be iconic and every new level is going to require an evolution of what that looks like. So today's episode is all about that thinking, playing bigger, unlocking fantasy land levels of iconic leadership and just owning your next level success, whatever that looks like to you. So I, again, am going to break it down into three key steps that you can really easily take and implement into your business as well. So make sure you download the workbook via the link in the show notes so you can actually go away and implement everything I'm going to share with you in today's lesson. Before we dive in, if you are loving this series, please share it to your social media. It truly makes my day and makes Thanks all of the love and work that went into bringing you this free series. So, so worth it. So make sure you tag me at jess.williamson8 so I can reshare it. Let's get into it. So when we think of iconic leadership, the last thing that comes to mind is playing small. And I already know you're here listening to this. So we're not here to play small. We are here to set some major goals and visualize that 
insane future that you are already creating. So I have three steps that I'm going to take you through. Number one is stop aiming for realistic. There is no such thing as realistic goals. You are already capable of all of the wildly unrealistic dreams that you have right now. So why are you playing small? By setting small goals. Like firstly, what does realistic even mean? Let's think about it for a minute. Because realistic to one person versus realistic to a billionaire, very different. Like you're not going to say Beyonce is realistic. Beyonce level of success, Beyonce's journey, her story. Like that's not realistic to maybe the general population, but to Beyonce, it's realistic because it is literally her reality. So like, why do we keep aiming for this idea of realistic when actually anything and everything is realistic? Because if you can think it, it can be done. So when I first started my business, my very first business, let's rewind like seven, eight years, I had zero experience, zero knowledge, zero contacts, zero investors, none of it. But I did have the deepest self-belief that I was setting out to create a global swimwear brand. My vision was literally up there with the top brands and I never once saw it as a side hustle or a hobby. And at the time that was absolutely delusional. I was like 21 and had none of those things. There is really no reason why people would look at that and say, oh, makes sense. (laughs) It doesn't make sense at all. But this was me playing deep in fantasy land. And do you know what happened because of this deep belief? Within one week of launching, I was invited to New York Fashion Week. I grew the business to over 300k in the first year alone while juggling a full-time job and in a highly competitive industry and something I didn't think about at the time is people buying bathers online they can't try it on there's a whole lot of body conscious challenges with that if they can't try it on does it fit right a million reasons why it's bloody difficult but I didn't even see any of those as challenges and I grew the company quickly to over 46 countries and had global warehouses in the USA Hong Kong and Australia. That became realistic because I said it was. If I said I am going to start a hobby, I never, I can guarantee you, I never would have been invited to New York Fashion Week. These things don't just happen, right? I wouldn't have created all of that success. They happen when you set intention and allow yourself to dream bigger than you ever thought. And that is the idea, the whole idea of iconic leadership. You're not here to play small. So you need to allow yourself to step into the most unrealistic level of fantasy land vision because only then it can be possible. This was the same when it came to my personal brand. I just decided I was going to be in Forbes. I just decided that I was going to be on TV, a keynote speaker. And at the time I was the biggest introvert, so damn shy. And I was a terrible public speaker. I didn't even know what my damn name was. I wasn't equipped or qualified for any of that, but I said, why not me? And then I damn well did it anyway. And I made it happen. And for me now, I am really owning my success and I am amplifying it beyond just being a coach. I am entering my public figure era. I am claiming it. That is the era I am stepping into. And I'm working on my book deal. I am working on my national tour. My TED talk is on the plan as well. And I'll probably be recording a podcast in a year's time telling you how I landed these things, right? (laughs) So those are my big audacious goals. They don't have to be yours, but you do need to allow yourself to dream big and say, why not me? If we never allow ourselves to aim high, we actually can't achieve.
achieve it. What we do by setting a realistic goal is we set an unnecessary cap on what we can achieve. We were taught not to aim too high so we don't get disappointed or we don't look silly trying and we let fear take over. We let it mean something about us if we don't achieve it. But just sit with it for a minute and think about what if you allowed yourself to dream bigger than ever because you are a whole lot more likely to achieve something bigger than if you set a small goal just so you can feel good and safe about it. Even if you don't hit that big major goal, you would have hit something way bigger than your realistic goal. So one of my amazing clients recently came to me and she said, okay, Jess, I want to build my personal brand and I see it being a side hustle and a bit of passive income. And at the same time, in a different conversation, she also mentioned she wants to be a regular on a TV show. And so when I heard her say that side hustle passive income comment, I was like, oh, big no, I'm going to stop you right there. (laughs) No was basically the gist of what I said, because I said, we're not doing side hustle energy. It is time to fully own your big deal personal brand era. You need to give yourself permission and go after it. If it doesn't feel like what the actual heck am I doing? kind of goal, then let's dream bigger and then strap yourself in because it's going to be one hell of a ride. (laughs) But I want you to start to think about what unrealistic goals are you wanting to set? These are the kind of goals that you secretly want, but you haven't yet allowed yourself to claim and really get clear on that. Make a whole damn list. And then once you've got your list, I want you to sense check it. Like, am I really aiming big enough or am I putting a cap on this? You can even ask yourself WWJD, which is what would Jess do? My past client, Emily, said that she uses that one all the time. (laughs) So we can thank her for that. But what would Jess do? And then turn it up a notch even more because we're just going to go big and then some on top. (laughs) So it's time to enter your fantasy land era where anything and everything is possible because iconic leaders ain't here to play small. So it's time for you to own that. So number two is trying to be relatable is also keeping you playing small. And quite often this shows up in terms of a fear of success. So once you've got your big major goals and you've strapped yourself in for the ride, we actually then need to let go of all of the fears and conditioning that come with success. Because I truly believe when you're an ambitious AF, powerhouse, your biggest block is not fear of failure, but fear of success. There is so much conditioning when it comes to success, especially at this level. You've probably created a bunch of success already, and maybe you feel okay about that. But when you start to step into your iconic leadership era, this means owning those next level wild goals. It means that you have to own your big AF obnoxious dreams and goals and own who you are in a big way. It requires you to say, here I am. And that is scary because sometimes we can hear things like, who does she think she is? Or gosh, she's a bit ambitious or a bit obnoxious or a bit greedy. Doesn't she have enough money already? Doesn't she have enough followers already? Why do you need to do speaking events all the time? And it makes others uncomfortable and they project onto us. When I was younger, I was always a high achiever. Like I got good grades and I achieved a lot even throughout school, but I was always 
always hyper aware on how that made other people feel around me, whether it was my brother or friends or just other people around me in general. And so for so long, I actually held on to this deep belief that when I shine too bright or have too much success, it offends others. So for a long time, I didn't celebrate my success and I actually downplayed everything. When people said, how is your business going? I would be like, yeah, it's going all right. Next question, please. <laughs> like get the limelight off me versus saying, yeah, you know what? It is going freaking amazing. And I get to work with these incredible women and my podcast is charting. Like even just hearing that, notice what goes on in your body. Because for so long, I put that under, don't brag, don't be too obnoxious. Don't rub it in people's faces. Don't make other people uncomfortable. But that was a me thing. That was a me thing. I didn't want to be seen as greedy or obnoxious. And most of the time, I didn't even realize that I was doing this. But at the same time, what that is actually doing by dimming down your success or by trying to hide it away in a way, or maybe not aiming as big or not owning who you are in the biggest way, it's actually sending a message to your subconscious mind that holding huge levels of success is unsafe for you. And in order to actually call in a whole new level of success, it actually needs to feel safe. Like our subconscious is not going to allow us to do anything that actually feels unsafe, which is why you might find yourself coming up against self-sabotage, why you might feel like you keep hitting the same cap in terms of how much success you're able to create or how much visibility you're, you feel safe holding. Because what happens when you step into your iconic leadership, you build likely more visibility, which opens you up to more potential haters. There is so much that comes with this. And while your conscious mind is saying, yes, I'm ready, icon, here I come, let's do this. Your subconscious is actually running the show and it gains so many benefits from keeping you playing small. Because when you don't have success, you can remain relatable. Oh, you're so down to earth. Oh, you've got all this success, but you just play it off like no big deal. That's so great. You get to avoid other people's expectations or judgments of you. Because when you have more success, when you charge higher prices, when you earn more money, people start having expectations, right? Or judgments of you. So when you don't have success, you can remain relatable, likable, down to earth. You get to avoid other people's expectations and judgments of you because when you have more money, when you're more visible, people sometimes expect more or they judge you for certain things, right? And you also get to avoid the responsibility that comes with having more success because you've got to hold more wealth. You've got to manage that better. You've got to then have a responsibility around your words impacting more people. There is so many benefits that your subconscious is gaining by keeping you playing small. But something I realized a while ago is I am not here to be the most relatable. I am here to make an impact and be iconic. And sometimes that means getting uncomfortable and shining damn bright anyway. Just because you have insane goals or reach a whole new level of success, it doesn't mean you stop being you. But the harsh reality is that some people won't understand. They might project things onto you, but waiting for everyone else to catch up or playing down your success so that you can remain relatable is just going to keep you stuck. So if you want to create the most safe, 
trusting environment for our subconscious to allow you to own your leadership era, you first need to start owning your audacious goals and success yourself first. So these days I fully own being obnoxious. I actually embrace my obnoxious era, being too big for my boots, playing deep in fantasy land. And I am committed to a whole new level of illogical success. So are you coming with me? Because it is time for you to just claim that damn icon energy and let's freaking do this because you know you weren't here to play small. So that leads me to number three, just make the damn moves because without making the moves, you can't really step into your iconic leadership, right? Because the idea of leadership is that there is some sort of movement forward. So it's time to damn well move (laughs) and take those big leaps. Because what truly makes a leader is that they lead before anyone gives them permission to. No one is coming to tap you on the shoulder to say, hey, you've got now permission to claim that leadership position. No, you've got to give it to yourself first. Give yourself the permission, feel the fear anyway, and make those huge moves. Okay, so to recap, number one, let go of realistic goals because we ain't here to be realistic. Number two is Stop trying to be relatable because that is keeping you stuck playing small and just fueling that fear of success. And number three, make the damn moves, feel the fear and do it anyway, because if you don't feel fear, I'm going to say your goals aren't big enough because they should scare you. So I want to wrap up today with that promise again from part one. The more you repeat this to yourself, the more deeply ingrained it is going to be. So repeat after me. I promise to shift into the most powerful, unshakable leader. This is the year for audacious and daring moves, the ones that scare me. And I am entering my iconic leadership era. (sighs) Feel the power, feel it, own it, because it is yours. And I want you to ground into all of this Do part three in the workbook, work through that. And if you have enjoyed today's episode, please do share it to your social media. It allows me to continue to bring you these powerful masterclasses for free on the podcast. And part four is dropping on Thursday, which is all about building major visibility and community to truly stand out. So stay tuned. There is so much more to share with you in this six part series, and we are only halfway. So there's much more to come. Don't you worry. I will see you on the next episode.